Bonjour, hola, and welcome. Uh, this is the Misfit Fantasy Football Podcast. We're starting off on a hot note. I started with the wrong microphone in first, plugged in the good one, didn't give a countdown. It's it's one of those days. We're just glad to be here, be functional. Um, Taylor, Jance, how are you guys doing on this fine Monday evening? It's, uh, go- it's Super Bowl week, so I don't know how you can't be excited or at least in somewhat of a good mood. That's true. S- Super Bowl week is always the best. Uh, favorite app or something you got to munch on during the game? What, what's your go-to? Oh, I, I listen. I'm going to get some wings because my wife is going to be in Indianapolis, actually, at a convention. So gotcha. I'm going to have wings in front of me. But then my little constant little thing to pick at, honestly, for me, it's probably going to be like pistachios. Or okay. like just get some cashews. Yeah, yeah. Mm, sign me on for that. Adult beverage or soda? Yes. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like the mystique <laughs> there. <laughs> a little mixing up here. There. Considering where I'll be, it will be soda for me at my parents' house. Rip. You can drive two and a <laughs> half up to Muskogee, man. I'll yeah. have awesome beer ready for you. A couple, of, you know, shots of some delicious things, but it's fine. Taylor, what, yeah, about what you kind of wings? I mean, what 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 wings can you get in Muskogee? Oklahoma, There's B dubs. There's B dubs. There is it really? Yeah. What I'm probably going to end up doing is... Sorry, go ahead. I I was going to say, for whatever reason, you know me because you've had wings with me. I'm traditionally... I'll eat boneless wings uh, when we go out. But for whatever reason, for Super Bowl, I I exclusively do boning wings. Like the Cajun calls for it. So I don't know why the distinction on that. (laughs) I'm assuming it's because one year we did a Super Bowl thing and you said, what kind of wings do you want to get? And I said, if you get boneless, I will punch you. So we got regular (laughs) traditional. And then ever since then, when Super Bowl comes, you're just like... Man, I want boneless, but then I get this like ache on the right side of my face. I just don't know what it is. I I, I can I like both. It just depends on the occasion. You know what? I'm putting a to- I'm putting a poll on this. Boneless or traditional, aka yep. chicken nuggets or real chicken wings. Yep. But well, that's, that's neither here nor there. So, not um, to mention the caloric intake is better with the bone in. Just saying, FYI for for those those there, the friends there out go. there trying to get ready for summer. There we go. That, that's me. I'm always ready for summer. But anyways. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about some of the news that's kind of happened around the NFL. As you can tell, it's officially off-season. Today, we're going to do a Dynasty Superflex startup mock draft because it's, it's that season. I already saw someone tweet out uh, an actual factual draft they did. I was intrigued, A, to see that Bijan went in the very first round. but that's, Oh, okay. That's neither here nor there. We'll get to that in our running back evals. I have a blazingly hot take that's probably pretty spicy, but it's fine. Um, but anyways... So some coaching things that's happened. Uh, we'll get in, into more depth on this after all of them. Like officially, every coach has a home or every team has a coach. You know, mm-hmm. um, Brian Flores is going to sign in Minnesota. I love that. I thought he was going to sign in a head coaching job in Arizona, but he passed that up. Um, Steve Wilkes is interviewing for the 49ers um, DC. Oh, yeah, we've kind of buried the lead. I don't really care that much because he already did it last year. Tom Brady retired again. What? I don't. <laughs> is it bad that I don't care this time? I really don't. I'm just like, I don't either. Congratulations. I think, I think Peyton Manning said it best on the uh, Julian Ed- Edelman podcast, which, by the way, if you haven't seen that yet, I would check it out. They go through like old, old games and review it with players. They uh, one of the episodes they had, they had Jared Zabransky and Adrian Peterson on from the uh, 2007 Fiesta Bowl. 
but oh, what a great game! I I I, I digress. <laughs> they had they had Peyton Manning on, and apparently he wrote out like this handwritten letter and sent him a bottle of wine and congratulations. And then Tom came back like forty days later, and he was like, "Screw you, Tom! Like I'm not getting you another gift." It's like you're <laughs> you're abusing <laughs> the goodwill of the people, and so I was like, I think that's a that's a perfect type of mindset. I think everyone's kind of feeling it's like, oh, great, finally you you retired. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, he's gone, which changes a lot in Tampa Bay, and we'll get into that probably on a different episode that we don't have as much to cover on. QB um, Caruso, Sean Payton. Yeah, that was it. That's yeah, how I was going to ask about. Sean Payton got <laughs> traded to the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos will officially what feels like have zero draft picks, uh, and I love that the quote was already well. Russell Wilson had a personal coach in uh, the building last year. <laughs> how do you feel about that? I I, I don't know about that, but I just know it's not going to happen. That's basically what he said. <laughs> Team Sean three Payton. is not getting in the building whatsoever. That's why I love Sean Payton. Do you, th- uh, do you think that makes Russell Wilson a buy by low candidate? I think that window's gone because the narrative of Sean Payton is already there. Um, okay. So I, didn't, just, I didn't think that'd be the take. Well, it's just because like with Sean Payton, everyone's going to connect him to Drew Brees. There's going to be that, well, look what he did for so long with Drew Brees, who's also a short quarterback, who had to be mobile in the pocket, who had to navigate to find the throwing lanes, yada, yada, yada. So, I mean, I'd, you might sneak an offer out there, like, but what would you give for Russell Wilson? Because we saw the floor in last in Dynasty? year. Yeah, and Dino, would you give up like the 2-4 for him? In Superflex? Uh, yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. I agree. I agree. I'd, I, mean, I may even give like a 112 if I had it. Yeah, no, I'd probably no. give back in the first round pick for it. Because, I mean, still, even Russ last year is top. I mean, it's a solid quarterback, too. And I think that's the floor. I mean, I, I think that's the floor of Sean Payton. Yeah, I mean, it's just – it's hard because what our eyes have seen and where that team is headed with no draft picks and with everyone getting a little older. Like, I see what you're saying, though. The, the ceiling is definitely there for probably a top, like, seven quarterback. Yeah, but I think he's gonna have to hit the ground sprinting for that to happen. Um, plus, I think I think he has sorry, two things working for him too. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. No, I was gonna say I think they have two things working for him. One, they they have a last place division um, standings for this year, and then also I'm I am gonna sneaky buy on him if it comes out that he is wearing a quarterback wristband to help process <laughs> yeah. the play calling better. Okay, too light dig, but being serious. No, it's not light. It's truth. Um, also, some other smaller news we can just kind of glance over. Brian Schottenheimer was hired as the offensive coordinator, quote unquote, for the Cowboys. Ugh. Mike McCarthy's already said it's going to be him. So gross. Don't so worry gross. about that. I saw that and I was like. Uh, put hot sauce in my eyes. Uh, two interesting things, and then we'll move on to our draft. Unless I missed something blatant, you guys can bring it up. Uh, one, the feeling around the New York Jets is that Zach Wilson is not going to be traded, but the like organization of the New York Jets' statement is there's hope he can develop while learning more in a backup capacity. So, with this being said, is it Aaron Rodgers, Sorry. Jimmy Garoppolo, or Derek Carr going to be a Jet? It's one of those three. I feel it my bones. Which one of those has the most dynasty and even fantasy football in general upside? Because we saw what they did with the names of Joe Flacco, Mike White, who's expected to leave to go be high and back up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, pick your favorite of those three. Real quick, who's the OC? 
Oh, what's his name? They, they got rid of Lafleur, so oh, I was trying to figure out. His... Oh, Hackett. They got Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett, yeah, Hackett is the officer. <laughs> That's right. Um, I'm okay with that. that. That's He's a great coordinator, the, terrible coach. All the Rodgers news. Ah, I I think the quarterback that have the most upside out of those three would be Derek Carr. Because once he has pieces around him, he's very much a Kirk Cousins esque, which means top eight potential. I'm fine with that. Chance? No, I agree. I mean, it's from a dynasty perspective, which is obviously why we're here. Aaron Rodgers, even if he comes to the Jets, we think two, three years max, one maximum. Year. One right, year. Right, no one's right. going to trade so anything not, for him. That's not enough for me to get on that boat. And I think we know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. So I think that makes. Derek Carr, the most appeasing of those three by default. And just real quickly, yes or no answer. Does this make Derek Carr with the wide open possibility of like, we know his days in Las Vegas are basically all but done. They've basically done everything but officially confirm that he's released from the roster slash being traded. Um, is Derek Carr a buy for dynasty quarters, um, dynasty, dynasty formats, especially super flex two quarterback? Yes. Chance? One word. Yeah. And I know this hurts you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Does he has three times count? Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Uh, yeah, no, I think just because of the potential of what he was, because remember, it's not like he was a slouch. He was consistently pretty good with a crappy Raiders organization for a long time. Um, but another exciting news, the combine starts February 28th, gentlemen. It's getting yeah. ever so closer. As of the time of this recording, it is 22 days away from starting which means stuff gets real for your dynasty leagues real quick. There's going to be players shooting way up draft boards, players sliding way fall down draft boards, but we'll figure it out because I remember, I believe it was Dalvin cook was coming in as a high profile person. The combine happened. I think he slid a little bit because he had a slow 40 time or something like that. Next thing you know, he was a perennial all-star for dynasty teams and dynasty leagues everywhere up in this club. But have two questions before they do the draft one right. did did y'all watch any of like the all-star games because i know that's like always a question that kind of comes up is I, do we watch do we put a lot of value into these games or not i was able to watch some of it okay. and what i would say is about the only thing that i enjoyed was the flag football because the players actually cared about it and i love that they had peyton and eli as opposing coaches like they literally had playbooks that they were running in that they had on wristbands Kirk Cousins was taking notes in a pregame practice that they had. Wow. Um, well, hey, the winners got $82,000. The losers got forty six. I mean, a measly forty six k Like That's a couple of steak dinners, man. I mean, that's like a is, freaking is year salary for the average person. What is that? I don't know. Ask Vegas. <laughs> but regardless, I th- like the, the flag football aspect was my favorite part of it because they actually were competitive. They actually tried. Yeah. They had legitimate, like – U.S. Flag Football League refs who were there. Ray Lewis was a D.C. for the AFC side. You had Snoop Dogg that was also on the AFC side. Uh, it was. I would watch it consultants. again. Did you? I would um, watch it again. Did y'all like the hit? Did y'all see the uh, the video of Jalen Ramsey uh, smacking the crap out of Tyreek Hill after uh, Devonta Adams just flicked the ball to him for a TD? <laughs> I did not. Not even feel- see it. Y'all, y'all need to look that up real quick because I I think there was more to that than people think. And I really do honestly think there was a lot of on betting going on between the teams. <laughs> Probably. 
a thousand percent. And then what about like the uh, the East West Shrine games and and in that? Do, do you do y'all see value in that? Far as evaluating for picks, Chance, I'll let you go first. I answered the Pro Bowl one. Yeah, I, I tend to think the Senior Bowl and in the East West Shrine Bowl. I think those generally are good to see who goes up draft boards because um, I mean you are those are competitive games and those are guys that played a lot of snaps at college at the college level. Um, so from what I was able to see, it seemed like most people that stocks went up was most on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Not to say there weren't offensive players that did, but it seemed like it was more side to that that side of the ball. But I mean, it, it can go both ways. I remember last year Malik Willis being mm. a love child out of the Senior Bowl, <laughs> mm. and uh, we know how that turned out so far. And that's something else to say is right now is when hype trains are going to get out of control. Like just the name that pops off my head first is the kid from Stanford, like Michael Wilson or whatever. He yeah. was injured for his entire career. He had a great, a great, you know, uh, shrine bowl practices and stuff, but we don't know anything else. Like I guarantee you when rookie drafts come along, if the NFL drafts him in like a decent spot, it's going to be out of control. Like Ty J Spears, the running back from Tulane, although yeah. I have a soft spot for him Same. still, just be careful with the hype because I don't want this to be a, you know, Malik Willis, in the position Malik probably should be playing, you know, for the rookie draft that's coming up. But the NFL draft will reveal more of how much hype we should have for these players and how much almost like expectation. But regardless, I love how this 2023 class is shaping up. It's a little less exceptionally talented, I think, than I originally thought last year. But this is the deepest class of running backs I think I've ever seen. Like there are 16 names where I'm like, I want most of them on my roster. Like, I'm okay with having all of them if I need to. But, I mean, that's that's kind of, I feel like, the general consensus now. Like, I'm very, I'm, I'm pumped because all of my rosters need running backs. All, all I heard was is we need to draft a running back in the in the rookie draft, and if you don't, well, that's on you. I mean, that's, that's, just, I that's just good protocol in my opinion. <laughs> you got to take a running back at least one. All right, Always. so. We're going to take a four-long jump straight into a startup Superflex mock draft, Dynasty Edition. Um, we did randomize it. Jance got the 102, I got the 107, and Taylor got the 108. And right now your first thought is, is Jacob going to take uh, Jamar Stop Chase it. one spot ahead of t- Taylor? Stop it. I just might for kicks and gigs. We'll I'm the, too we'll sober the, for that to happen. We'll let the board decide your fate, good sir. <laughs> but, well, all right, so... Are there any questions, any other news items or things you want to briefly talk about before we jump into this mock draft? Um, we, where do you, where do you think Baker Mayfield's going? I don't care. <laughs> okay. Next week. Next week. Did we yes. mention did we mention um, the contract news coming out of Baltimore at all? Oh, no, we did not. Thank you. Yeah, so apparently the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson are a measly, just pocket change, $100 million in guaranteed money apart from coming together for, with a deal. So Jance and I were talking pre-show, and basically what this is telling, at least us as of the second, is Lamar ain't going to be a Raven next year. I mean, that's a lot of cash. I mean, what's the franchise tag for that? They, didn't they say it was like over 50, right? He's not going to sign it. <sighs> Lamar the agent is screwing Lamar the player. <laughs> That, that's all I've been hearing all week is Lamar the agent is screwing Lamar the player. So I guess with this information coming out, Jance, would this mean you tried to acquire Lamar Jackson? Because his, his value is currently, my guess is nosediving. I'll check KTC real quick. But I mean, like, uh, this has got to put people on edge. 
I think he just, just I mean, he's going to start for somebody. I, I am 100% confident of that. And sure. with Greg Roman's offensive scheme last year for Baltimore, who's no longer there, with the weapons he had, I don't know how he can go to a worse situation as far as playmakers. So, I, I mean, I, I, you, you could see it in a negative light because it's never good whenever you see a quarterback in a contract dispute with the team that drafted him. Mm-hmm. Maybe they see something we're not aware of, which could be a reason to be on alert. But otherwise, I mean, he's going to start for somebody. It's going to be a better situation. So, I mean, for that reason, it gives me a little bit of hope. I mean, I know in this, in this super flex draft we're about to do, I think he's the sixth and twelve off the board. Yeah, eight, yeah. Which is about where I would have him. So, it doesn't change a whole lot for me. I'm very curious to see where it goes. But other than that. I mean, I'm just going to float this out there. Some really smart guy last year said that Lamar Jackson is going to be back up in two years. So far, it's uh, looking pretty good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If that happens, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to have so many victory laps on this podcast. You guys are going to have to get over yourselves. Stop. Just because it's it's going to happen, okay? I want him to be smart. Staying in Baltimore is probably the smart thing. I'm I'm cool with that, but if he's a starter for another two or three years, do we get to take victory laps as well? No, because that's expected. No, that's not how this works. Uh, I disagree. But so yes, as dynasty managers of all the Ravens Incorporated, that's like you know Rashad Bateman. They're in the draft chatter to probably draft from the top wide receivers. I pray to God, no. Unless it's Jackson Smith and Jigba, in which case, chance you can have him. I'll allow it. It's good in the OG league. You can take him. But, um, but like, so that means it's impacting, I almost said Todd Heap. There's a throwback for you. Mark Andrews, J.K. Dobbins, uh, they've even been linked to drafting a running back. I don't know. There's just a lot that can change really fast. But don't worry, Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley's going to come in for his replacement if uh, Lamar Jackson bails. But anyways, all right. <laughs> Chance. On with the chlorophyll. Exactly. Chance, you will go first, get the 102, and uh, to quote the NASCAR boyos, uh, boogity, 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 it's time to go. Let's go racing. <laughs> Chance, you are on. Pat Mahomes goes 101. Uh, so uh, the first two picks here are pretty pretty easy. I think you could go either Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. The uh, AI made an easy decision for me here to take Josh Allen at the one, two. I think that's pretty chalk. Any consideration for a non quarterback at that high? Uh, not a chance. I mean, I, I, Justin Jefferson, I think he gets like one, four, one, five for me, but that's about as high as he'd probably get. Hey, Taylor, you know what's great? Don't. Oh, I have gosh. to. Well, it's because I'm saying your Justin <laughs> Jefferson goes at one, six. You guys know my thoughts on Lamar Jackson, on Justin Fields. Um, Trevor Lawrence is the next guy that's on my board personally, but looking at the quarterback position, I feel like I can get a guy that I could be okay with for several years. So I am going to take Jamar Chase right in front of you at the one seven. I would apologize, but we both know it's not true. Um, Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) I'll I'll take Trevor Lawrence because after hearing all the Lamar talk, I don't, I don't want to back up quarterback. And then (laughs) Justin Fields, they may end up getting traded for the bears. um, Hey, they they came out and said that he's going to be their guy. They're going to build around him. Right, sure. I've heard that before. Here's Trevor Lawrence. I'm. It's probably because I'm just sad. <laughs> and let's be real, Jamar. like Lamar Jackson at the one nine, like is going to be a value. I don't care who you are, but I mean, it's also you're staring yourself in the, the face of. Do I want my one hundred and one in dynasty in a dynasty startup to be a guy who could be on a different roster this season? Um, True. Well, and... you de- while you deliberate that, uh, the rest of the first round went. C.D. Lamb at 110, Justin Fields 111, then Jalen Waddle at 112. That one kind of surprises me a little bit. 
Yeah, I, I think I don't know how you guys feel about it. I think I would have taken a couple of wide receivers ahead of Jalen Waddle at this point. I mean, it's one of those things of like he's got the talent that I think for days he's so young. That's why that kind of expectations there. Um, after he went at the one twelve, when Jonathan Taylor two one, Brees Hall two two, CMC at two three, and Bijan Robinson at two four. And I actually am going to pause the draft for that conversation right there. So. In this particular mock draft, that is how that went. It went JT, Brees Hall, Christian McCaffrey, Bijan Robinson. Any conversation that you guys want to have about the order that those four went off? I think it's a person, a very reasonable order. I wouldn't give any any backlash to anybody to choose it that way. I wouldn't have it quite that way. I mean, you know my feelings, just purely based as a prospect without knowing what team he's going to yet. I think Bijan is just slightly better prospect than Brees Hall. So yeah. without knowing team, I would take you ahead of that. JT I, is by far the <clears throat> safest guy. Go ahead, Taylor. No, I was just going to say, I, I agree with you there. I, I think you could argue that uh, Bijan could have beat, could, could have gone uh two, two gone, gone in place of Brees Hall and slid everyone down. I'm, I'm kind of, above, I don't know. I'm like, I know Christian McCaffrey has still got it and he's, you know, the bright spot of the 49ers offense, but just, his his injury proneability is very much a downside right now. He he's officially in that eyebrow raising stage because he's going to be 27 coming into this year, mm-hmm. and he dealt with ankle and calf injuries throughout the last thing five games, including the playoffs mm-hmm. throughout this year. Um, I think we've started to hear a consistent amount of enough of injuries when it comes to CMC that now that kind of has to be built into his overall evaluation. Well, and that was my question for you guys, because I'm curious. Of these four that have gone off the board, is there any situation, dynasty-wise, that you could see yourself taking Christian McCaffrey ahead of any of these other three guys? Only if you're going to fully build for this upcoming season is the only way you could take him as your first running back, or like the first one of these four. That's that's Because I do still see like the running back one ceiling for him, and one running back one by a lot. But I also see that he's gonna have like what jonathan taylor's 23 yeah jt's 23 Brees hall's 22 21 gonna be 22 Bijan's gonna be 21 right gents yeah uh, yeah one of those two just the age factor alone i i can't take him unless i'm building for this year and this year only yep I agree. Uh, yeah so then we'll we'll pick the draft back up taylor you drafted aj brown at the two five i think his value has honestly peaked the most throughout this season just because yep. he went from being a a good, probably number two dynasty wide receiver to, you know, a back-end wide receiver one to now, I think most people are going to consider him probably a mid one. Um, I'm sitting here looking at Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, uh, just because I know the GM of one certain team will never give up on a guy until he's dead. Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, after Dak at 2-6 and went Tyreek Hill, uh, Stephon Diggs, Kyler Murray, Ken Walker, which Jantz might hate a little bit just because I know you're a Ken Walker oh, I would have taken that instantly. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? I told you guys. Um, but oh, so, tough. I was going to say, what's your process? Because you're, you're at a fork in the road, my friend. This, yeah, is, so, I mean, this is an easy pick. Who would you, you think so? <laughs> I'd pick Amon Ross St. Brown. Easy. I, I was going to take him at A.J. Brown. Boom. Okay. Done. Okay. I, I That's probably what I'm leaning towards right now. I mean, other than Cooper Cup, 
who I still love. I mean, that's what I'm trying to figure out if, if I like Amon Ra that much more than Amon Ra Higgins or Garrett Wilson. Because oof, I do love Garrett Wilson as well. Uh, yeah, and plus with the pro- possible improbable quarterback upgrade in route, that could be hot. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go chalk. I'll take Amon Ra. Same route. I, Let's I, res- go. I respect, respect it. Plus, you're two picks away because you're on the turn, so it kind of helps out a little bit, but. Uh, James took Amon Ra at 2-11, Deshaun Watson 2-12, ETN at 3-1. Um, I'll recap the second round real quick. It went Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall, CMC, a currently teamless Bijan Robinson at 2-4, AJ Brown 2-5, Dak Prescott, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Kyler Murray went at 2-9, then Ken Walker, Amon Ra, St. Brown, my love child whom I wish I drafted, but I just didn't because I'm an idiot. I traded that pick for Marvin Jones. Kill me now. John Watson at 212 and then ETN 3-1. Jance, you're back on the clock at 3-2. Oh, man. I, I know what I'm thinking here, that you guys are probably not, but I know that with my position, I would never have a chance at either of these guys. Travis Kelsey? I think I'm going to take the one that – I'm taking Kyle Pitts here, actually. What? what? Yeah. Gross. That's disgusting. I mean, he, does, he, he is 11 years younger than him. Jance, we're going to have to have a conversation about this later because after the demise that I've had from Empire League this year, uh, Kyle Pitts has. Yeah, I'm I'm done. Let's have a let's have a dialogue. I'm I'm done. (laughs) Well, you guys dialogue this. I'm 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 deciding between Saquon or Cooper Cup at the current moment. Um, Quad. He's got some big quads. He's got some big, (laughs) thick, juicy quads, and he's only 25, going 26. I know he's in a contract year this year. I think Saquon's got that upper level talent. You know, I, I, Cooper Cup. Hmm. You guys know my stance on him. I'm gonna take Saquon at three seven. Mm, I was fully full chalk. I was gonna take Kelsey if he came to me at three seven, but alas, he did not. Um, Bryce Young went at three three after Jance made Kyle Pitts his pick at three two. Austin Eckler, Garrett Wilson, Kelsey, Saquon to me, and then now we're at Taylor. Uh, Taylor, you're kind of at a fork in the road where the running back talent's kind of either aged out or it's in the, the middle tier here. Um, but at the same time, you don't have one yet. Are you going to go another quarterback? Like what, what, what's your feels? Yep. Screw it. Mark Andrews. There you go. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cause even if Lamar isn't playing Tyler Huntley can figure out a way to get him the ball or shot, put it, you know, whatever <laughs> I mean, he does. Statistically, Mark Andrews did better with Tyler Huntley in the recent yeah. years than he has with um, Lamar. Um, after you took Mark Andrews, it went T Higgins, Cooper cup, Devonte Adams, DK Metcalf. So Cooper cup conversation while Taylor makes your pick. Um, what is Jance, your overall dynasty outlook of Cooper cup? Just because he's, 29 going on 30. I know he's still been elite. He came in the league late as like an older prospect, but he has to officially have that spot in your brain of, Oh crap. He is that age. It's like, what, what are your thoughts? I I think it's a lot like the Christian McCaffrey discussion we had. I think if you're in a win now mode, I think he could easily be top five receiver for another two years, but you have to take that into account of how much you want to sacrifice the years in the back end for immediate success, which is why I think him at wide receiver 10, which is where he went right here, is about the perfect spot for him, honestly. And, and that's where I feel like, once again, I know we've been talking about this, or at least I have for, for a couple off seasons of trade him while the value's hot. There's still going to be someone in your dynasty league that says, oh, Cooper Cup is a great name. He was doing amazingly before he, you know, the team was crap, so he didn't have to come back in the back half of the year. 
trade him, get as much value as you can today, because I think the only way his you know trajectory is going to go is maybe one year, two years left of being good. And then I think it's going to rock bottom once Matt Stafford leaves. Uh, Taylor, you're running out of time. You got 30 seconds left with your pick. It's it's you. Oh, no, it's you. <laughs> on my screen, it shows you. It, it, it shows it to you on mine, Jacob. Oh, well. I, happy, I picked Jacob, happy day. Uh, you <laughs> poor belligerent fool. Hey, Jance, while uh, JD is frantically. All right, never mind. Oh, I had to, I had it in my mind. This is going to be Devonta Smith. He's. Jance, oh, you, you boys sold me. <laughs> he looked good. He, he did look good. good. He did look good. Uh, question: right. Do y'all think right. that um, Garrett Wilson? Um, I feel like he's a steal at three five. I mean, do you see him going at the back end of the two? Yeah, I, I could certainly see that. I mean, you you saw me having real discussions about mm-hmm. taking him at my what was that two eleven? Yep. Yeah. So uh, you're gonna have somebody in some leagues are gonna see him as about the fifth or sixth wide receiver off the board. I oh, I've, I've heard some dynasty pundits sit there have him as their like number four overall dynasty wide receiver, which is a little rich for my blood, but like I I see it. Um, I respect so, the game. <laughs> so after um, Drake, so the fourth round went as as follows: to a Tonga by low, which I secretly hate because I was probably gonna take him at four six if he somehow slid. Josh Jacobs, career year, Javante Williams coming back from injury, Drake London, Najee Harris, Devonta at 4-6, then Chris Olave. My conversation in my head was Chris Olave or Devonta Smith. I just the quarterback position is more solidified in Philly. That's what sold it for me. Then CJ Stroud, uh, DeAndre Swift, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Nick Chubb to Jance at 4-11, Derek Henry at 4-12, followed up by Ramondre Stevenson at 5-1 for the, elu- the elusive right wide receiver list team one. Um, so we're starting to get into the kind of the middle rounds of this draft to the point of where this is where you're deciding if you're really competing or if you're really kind of building for the next season or something like that. Um, so it'll be interested to see how these players develop. I mean, like you have Trey Lance who's sitting here, which I don't believe, but I know Jance, you do and Taylor, you do to more of a degree than I do. Um, you know, you have Joe Mixon, you have Christian Watson, Tony Pollard, just, you know, Jamison Williams, you have a bunch of guys with a bunch of questions around their name when it comes to their dynasty outlook. But if they hit, they're probably going to hit real hard as Chance smashes Jameer Gibbs at 5-2. Nice. It's a good pick. I yeah, like running back starting to get a, a little bit thin. I mean, there's still guys out there, but I thought there's time to go ahead and go and take it. Yeah, this, this is where I say I'm punting the running back position. <laughs> um, But so... Basically, right now, because I'm pretty balanced, I have Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, Saquon Barkley's my running back, Dak Prescott's my one quarterback. I was going to look at quarterbacks. I'm, I, I kind of want to wait to my next pick because I don't think there's going to be a massive run of quarterbacks. And if there is, say la vie and let it be. Um, I do think I'm going to take – it's either Michael Pittman or Chris Godwin. Um, neither of their quarterbacks are going to look great. Um, even scrolling down, like there's DJ Moore, there's Jerry Judy, Terry McLaurin, kind of names like that. But I think I'm going to go with my heart. And to quote Mike Wright, um, we built this city. I'm going to take Michael Pittman um, after that pick. So basically, Taylor, looking at your next pick, you have one of each position. I'm wondering which direction you're going to go with this. Okay, so, man, yeah, you're right with me having one at each position, but I'm – 
hearing Jance's voice faintly in the back of my mind right now from what he was talking about at five two, the running back's getting thin. So I, I think I need to get a running back here. Um, just because we know it, it's a very thin position and they seem to be the majority off the board right now because it is a very popular position. It does feel like it went pretty heavy. Uh, Tony Pollard, 5'8". You're just hoping to God that Ezekiel Elliott disappears and that uh, the aforementioned GM, Jerry Jones, that I mentioned when I took Dak Prescott, gives up on a guy for once. Yeah. Um. So after you took Tony at 5'8", and went T.J. Hawkinson, Trey Lance, Chris Godwin, Damian Pierce. Um, and we'll we'll recap kind of our teams here in a little bit. And we're going to stop, you know, stop the draft, have a conversation about our teams and kind of our thoughts with how it's going to progress and just where players went. So, but Taylor, you're on the clock back again at the 6-5. Yeah, 6-5. Dalvin Cook, you're just collecting people that you pray to God survive for one more season, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going all in. I don't, I don't know if you know that or not. Um, I mean, I do have red hair, so, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm on fire right now. I'm just letting it fly. Oh, let's see here. As I scroll down the list, uh, I am going to grab a running back here just because I feel like there's a tier or, or, or am I? You know what? No, screw that. I'm going to take a quarterback. Now we're talking. <laughs> I'm taking a quarterback who's throwing it to the number one wide receiver in the league. Don't. Kirkathy Cousins. <laughs> I thought you were going to take the other guy. I thought you were going to take Will Levis. So I said the number one wide receiver in the league. Michael Pittman's I, good, I but he ain't that your good. number one guy, Michael Pittman. Sorry. I was thinking I was, he's number one on the on, on my heart, and he has two ones on the field. <laughs> which, real quick, Jacob, I mean, who where do you see uh Levis going? Do you see him going to the Colts or the Lions? Honestly, I don't I think the Lions are content with Jared Goff. Um, and based off of this current draft, Jared Goff is probably going to be a steal wherever you find him. But um, I'm for me, my quarterback evaluations are surprisingly close. And after I think after the combine, we're going to have player evaluations and our actual like hard and fast numbers that we're going to present to you, the people, um, so you can pick them apart and do whatever you want with. But I just I think for me, the number two quarterback from this class is almost going to be determined by who goes to um, Indianapolis mm-hmm. um, because I feel like Indy's going to get their offensive line situated. I feel like, you know, behind Bryce Young, I feel like Will Levis and CJ Stroud, much to my chagrin. And I know earlier I'd call them Will Levis, but I've taken it back. It's okay. Um, I think he's, I think he's got some salt to him. Oh, James walked right into my trap. Aaron Jones. You activated my trap card. Like, how did I walk into it? Because you didn't take him. I don't know. That's all I got. Well, I, I wanted to take J.K. Dobbins. I didn't think the AI would take four consecutive, but they sure bro, did. Bro, I saw that. Well, look at Team Four. He's taking five consecutive running backs. I mean, that's the way to be. I mean, they're playing the board. <laughs> oh, sure, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, we're gonna we'll take it through. We'll say around ten because I think okay. we're, we've been going through a good clip here. We might not narrate every single pick after this, but we will kind of talk about our teams after we get through round 10 for all the podcast listeners. Um, So one of the things that I'm kind of debating right now is known commodities versus potential with Marquise Brown being looking like he's going to move into more of that number one wide receiver role for Arizona. And then Jordan Addison, who potentially depending on where he goes could really pop. 
So, oh, oh, this stinks. It only stinks if you make the wrong choice. That's true. I'm, I'm going to go with known commodity. Dang it. <laughs> and the instant pick regret happens. And that happens in drafts every year. Rookie drafts, re- redraft. Every time you make a pick, it's submit. Oh, I regret that. My soul. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, that's what I was going to pick. So that's fine by me. It means I don't have to pick Calvin Ridley. I'm fine with it. There you go. I'm going to pick his better teammate, Christian Kirk. No, I'm kidding. He, he should be well rested, and you know he's he's 28. And he'll 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 be good to go. I mean, so I'm I'm looking at my picks. I like my team how it's currently formed. I feel like I want to dip my toes back into the running back pool just to keep a pretty balanced approach. This might hurt Jance, but I'm looking at either James Cook or Brian Robinson. Um, I feel like they're both close, but my big scary thing with James Cook is I don't know who that team's going to bring in to supplement with him. I like me and Jansen, uh, me and Jansen talk about, I think Taylor and I have as well about when he started getting more opportunities, he started looking better and better and he got more involved as the season went on. But is it just always going to be that hard and fast cap of, you know, it's kind of like new England running backs. Are they now Buffalo running backs of who knows who it's going to be? It's going to be a different guy every year, every week. All I know is as of right now, James Cook is the best running back signed to that roster. So as of this moment, I'm going to take James Cook. Chance to make you sad? Yeah, it hurts a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I actually am really happy, though, that one guy that I wanted to fall back to me has happened to do so, and that's Jahan Dodson, mm-hmm. who I love. Good he, pick. He, those, if I didn't already have Pity City and Devonta Smith, Jahan Dodson would have made it past the seventh round. I'll tell you right now. And he's a guy yeah. He's a guy that snuck by in drafts. Anyway, sorry, carry on. We'll talk about it in a second. So, no, this uh, is where it gets tough. Go ahead, go ahead Taylor. I was just going to say, I mean, are y'all shocked that Deontay Johnson dropped as much as he did? No. I mean, that's sad. It's tough because I think he is a candidate to, for a bounce back season. He set the record for most targets mm-hmm. without a touchdown in the history of the NFL <laughs> in this past year. So you got to think there's some serious regression coming his way. Should um, be. And so can I, he pick I would, it second year? He should be time. better. Yeah, I think. I think at this time, if somebody got or who you know at the what is it eight twelve one eight twelve yeah, a good value. Uh, I, I guess compelled here that I I need to take a running back, but I just <laughs> I they're not run. there. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, you got yeah, Taylor, like, Tyler Algier, Dave Montgomery, Sean Tucker, your boy Devin A Chain. Or yeah, well, and that's the that's the tough part about this. It's so hard to value the rookies without knowing their landing spot. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just just talent based. It really is. Uh, man, this is tough. Don't worry, you only have thirty five seconds left. The computer no, will no. decide for you. Uh, no. Uh, so I mean, it's just, and this is in dynasty startups, especially with rookies that are inside of it. That's what makes it difficult because, like, I mean, this guy, team one took. Kayshawn Boutte, or however you want to say it, over Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Mike Evans, um, even Rashad Bateman, I'll throw his name out there. I mean, there's some great names still on this list, but yeah, he took him above all of them. Um, you took Tyler Algier, or did you just, did you feel like backdoored into that one? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, I had reasons to like and dislike all the running backs on the board. I think with Tyler Algier, it's just more my bias to where I didn't see him as a great prospect, but he really proved, my, proved me wrong this past year. He's young. 
I think he's limited on what he can do as far as catching the football. But, I mean, he's projected to be the number one for Atlanta. That's worth something. I mean, as long as somebody gets the ball, no one really cares what happens, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I kind of want to consider him to be someone who might get Brees hauled, if you will. Um, sure. Just because that, that, the thing that works in his favor and also against him is that the Falcons just need everything. Well, I think you, that's, you name that's, it, they need it. Right. Well, I think that's what I was going to say is is the, the Michael Carter situation is a unique one, in my opinion, because on these crappy teams, it's not just, you know, can they get a better running back? Is is running back a high enough priority compared to how much they suck everywhere else? And I think Atlanta's got a lot bigger problems than running back right now. I mean, listen, I'm not going to disagree with that. But also what I'll say is, didn't we say very similar things about the Jets last offseason? Like, well, they had too many holes that's everywhere what I'm saying else. Is yeah. I think even despite that, I think that's still a unique situation that I don't think that's commonplace, in, in my opinion. I mean, I hope not, but, you know, whilst we've been talking about how deep this running back class is, I mean, heck, I mean, we've had the conversation on this podcast about how there's three guys that we feel like could be like a top five talent in the NFL if they really pop, but then there's about 10 guys that could be top 12, top 15, and it's not going to bat an right. eye, you know, if it's any or all of them even. Well, that's where the draft value comes into place. If Atlanta takes him in the second or third round, then I'm full panic mode. If it's fourth <laughs> on back, then I'm going to feel You shrug your shoulders and say, yeah, beat him in camp and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I like how my team's gone so far. Uh, we'll read them off here in a second. I've just taken a very balanced approach. And so I feel like it gives you flexibility in the middle of the draft, like where we're at. Like, I don't necessarily feel compelled that I have to take a running back. I have to take a wide receiver. I just took my third quarterback a second ago. So I feel like I'm just kind of cherry picking whoever the heck I want. And speaking of cherry picking whoever the heck I want, I'm just going to go ahead and call a shot here that Khalil Herbert's going to be the starting running back for the bears and potentially getting him at 10, six makes me want to do the gritty and I'm fully Caucasian, which I mean, I don't need to do that. And like, let's, let's be honest. I know my lane. No, and that was part of my problem with taking David Montgomery, who was on the board for me last time is I'm not even fully convinced he'll get the full share of the workload next year. So that's a good mm-hmm. pick on me. I have to listen. I, I saw him in the, when I was taking James Cook and I, I could do this. No, 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 no. Let's play the ADP game. Let's roll those dice, baby. Roll those bones. Uh, Taylor, how are you feeling about your team so far without reading all of it off? I totally forgot that I needed a second quarterback. I thought I had a second quarterback. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> know your league settings. I appreciate you. I'm not, I'm not poking at you. This We're here for informational purposes. Whenever you go into a draft, know your roster settings. Know what you have to have on your lineup. Know what you need so that way you can plan accordingly. Well... Here's the thing. It said, ah, that's, that's why. <laughs> no, because it on this, me and the sleep wrap, I swear. The, the super flex. Should be, the and we love it, by the way. <laughs> right. The, I, I agree. I, I love it, but it's also like a love hate relationship with the desktop version. The mm. super flex doesn't say, moron make sure you pick a second quarterback it just says super flex <laughs> so i was like point. i was like oh i have all my quarterbacks we're good listen there's still some great names on this list like you know mac jones the retiring aaron Rodgers. yeah matthew stafford still there I'll, I'll, I'll pick up baker it'll be fine we'll figure we're, it out jance we're gonna have a talk about your pick at 10 11 here in a second just just in general because i'd I see every aspect of the argument and I can't figure out which, how I feel about him. You hear that listener? That's called suspense. Wonder about it. Contemplate. 
Do, 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 do. Back on the clock, and it's too late. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. This this draft just hit the painful point. Come on, you got this. Don't you tell me to live my life. I'm a man. I'm 40. You live it You live it a, a quarter mile at a time. Uh, honestly, you're not wrong. Have y'all been seeing those legacy trailers, or is that just me getting super way too amped for Fast and Furious 10? There's a Fast and Furious 10? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm good. Thanks. You can watch all of that you want. <laughs> first, first one I saw, Fast Five in the theater, senior year of high school. We were all in Preston Cooper's car. It, the oh God, the body broke down, and then we had to all pile into Hudson Taves Honda, which was a two-seater, and there was six of us. Oh, Needless to say, that was the craziest fun ride from Claire to Sherman <laughs> and Got back. Very familiar with each other, I'm sure. Um, yeah. And I, I was husky. I was very thick. Yeah, dude, you're the offensive line. You were the center, my man. I know. I, know. I appreciated I, I, you. I like being center of attention. <laughs> Dad joke in for the win. Oh, my God. There's only one father here that I'm aware of. Right. That's that's true. No, no, that's correct. That's correct. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Curse you, team <laughs> 10. You took don't you wish that on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> your, your legs work. You are not paralyzed. Jan, Jance has enough kids for the both of us right now. He only has two. He doesn't have 17. Yeah, right? one for each. Right. And wow. Jance is announcing. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Surprise. Oh, Tell your wife. God. <laughs> now, now Jance is paying attention. He's like, oh, oh crap. Oh crap. For those of you who are sick and tired of listening to us banter about non-football <laughs> things, this is finally the 12th round. Um, we are going to talk about our teams after this. Uh, even though it looks like there's only two more rounds. Oh, intriguing. Yeah, I'm over it. The Damn. intrigue. We just I just say screw it. We keep going. Why why you do that? I'll I'm gonna recap the last two rounds. So we had James Connor. Oh wait. Yeah, James Conner at the 10-1. We had Rashad Bateman, Geno Smith. We had Mike Williams at the 10-4. I took Sean Tucker, um, the Syracuse running back product. Like Jacob said, there's 16 names here at running back, so really do your homework on the running backs. I really do uh, agree with you, Jacob, that I really do feel like it's a deep running back class and that there really is an opportunity for a lot of these different guys to be able to pop off either this year or, or next year, for sure. You got Khalil Herbert at 10, six, a chain off the chain at 10, seven, uh, ah. Zeke going at the 10, eight, you got tank Bigsby going at four, another rookie running back, uh, an Auburn product. We got Tyler Lockett and then Jance taking Kadarius, Tony, um, explain, explain yourself. That's the one that we're going to talk about because I have some so, strong and varying feelings. So once again, we talk about this a lot. My philosophy, especially once you get in these deeper rounds, is looking for a lot of upside. Talent-wise, which has been known, I think Kadarius Tony is as high as anybody. Um, I think he showed a lot of promise with the Chiefs this year. Sideline, obviously, by some injuries um, throughout three or four of those games, so he didn't get to fully show himself. But I think, especially in the game with Jacksonville, and as time went on, he began to show himself truly as number one receiver in that offense. And that's only with a half season to get familiar with Mahomes, the playbook, and Reed, the whole nine yards. I think if he stays healthy, I think he's a guy that could perennially be a top 
15 receiver. Man, he's got that kind of talent. And this that offense scores a lot of points. And the reason we were going to fight about him is because I just were the were the Giants correct in just saying he's always hurt, so we're going to dump him on the streets. Because I mean, he came in, he played like what a game, half a game with the Chiefs, basically, and he pulled his hamstring that he said was completely fine. Like he's yeah, he's got all the talent in the world, but if he can't stay on the field, what does it matter, you know? Well, no, it's a valid point. I think part of the Giants thing was obviously the off-field stuff as well, because it wasn't just the injury part of it. So no, it's it's definitely a risk, but I think in the context of taking him at the 10-11, almost the eleventh round, I mean, at that point he's my wide receiver four. Um I guess it's no, 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 no. You need to explain yourself. And once we set up a Patreon, I need a full 45-minute dissection of why you took Kadarius Tony at 10-11. Because it's unforgivable. It's unforgivable. How dare you, sir? <laughs> You should have taken Sky Moore, and we all know it. Hey, don't you invoke the name of Sky Moore on me. Hashtag justice for Sky. Please? Um, I'm going to keep with my my custom, and that is never take a defense in a mock draft. Hey, join join me, brother. Take another another (laughs) player. Oh, let's go ahead and take this. I respect that. All right, so we just went through 14 rounds. Um, I don't know if we'll post it because Twitter doesn't allow you to post like this much content in a poll or whatever, but we'll probably post it in general. I don't know. We'll, I'll figure it out. But anyways, so, Jance, read off your first five picks for me. First five picks for me goes as follows. Josh Allen at the 1-2, Amon Ross St. Brown at the 2-11, Kyle Pitts at the 3-2, Nick Chubb at the 4-11, and Jameer Gibbs at the 5-2. I took Jamar Chase at 1-7, and then Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley, Devonta Smith, and then Michael Pittman were my first five picks. Taylor, read off your non-Jamar Chase, one of your first pick for me. Golly. Twist the knife. I took uh, I took Trevor Lawrence at the eight. Such I took a far AJ cry from Brown. Jamar Chase. Uh, in the second round, I took Mark Andrews in the third round. And then fourth and fifth round, I took Najee Harris and then finished out with Tony Pollard. Okay, so let's kind of Jance, like your first five picks. How how do you feel about them? Like looking at them now in retrospect, because a lot of times in dynasty startups, your first five picks are like your core players that you're going to be building around for the next, you know, anywhere between three to seven years. Like you know, obviously quarterbacks, receivers have longer lifespans than running backs do in the NFL. But regardless, like this is kind of the nucleus of your dynasty roster. So how would you feel if this was? your nucleus heading into a brand new dynasty league. Sure. I would feel pretty good about it. Now, the thing that makes or break this team is obviously Kyle Pitts at the 3-2. It's my opinion, especially recently, that there are only, oh, three, three to four difference makers tied in. And after that, it's it's really all pretty close after that. And so I really wanted to get difference maker. For me in dynasty, Kyle Pitts is still my 101 just because the talent is so immense and how young he is. And so being at the front of a turn, I knew that if I didn't take him or Travis Kelsey at the 3-2, then I wasn't going to get either of them. There was no chance. And so I wanted one of those difference makers to tight end. I got the guy that I wanted. And obviously that that set me up to have to kind of try and cobble together running back. I didn't take my first one to the 4-11. But being able to get Nick Chubb, who's a very good anchor at running back, and then a high upside guy, in my opinion, for Jameer Gibbs, for the most part, I like the way that worked out for me. Yeah, I, I think personally, the one change that I would have is I would have swapped Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry. And remember, I am not a Derrick Henry fan. 
this is just me kind of nitpicking my thought is I feel like the way that this is currently kind of lined out, like, especially if, you know, we'll just assume that you knew you're going to get Jameer Gibbs at the five, two to pair the ancient, probably top six running back ish, unless he falls off of a cliff with the young explosiveness of Jameer Gibbs. I feel like that might help the upside of your team more, but as it is, I mean, you went with Nick Chubb who's guaranteed what 250 carries 275. Yeah, I think it, for me, it's just it's just running back. We're splitting hairs because so they went one after the other. Yeah, two years in age when you get that old, that much older is is makes a difference to me. Because Derek Henry, if you're correct, he's either going to continue to ball out or he's going to fall off the cliff this year. So I think there's risk in that. To where mm-hmm. I feel very confident that Nick Chubb has at least got another year, maybe two of the production he's had. Yeah, Derek yeah. Henry, I could totally see it, but I could also see this just ending very badly oh 100 uh taylor what's your kind of outlook on jance's first five or as you would um, call him his fast five <laughs> <laughs> um i i like it it's a good balance of like you said you have you have young with some of the more experienced talent i'm concerned about kyle pitts and i hope uh jamar gibbs uh goes off but you know we- kyle, i mean kyle pitts may be able to make a comeback and i think Amon ross st brown is going to have a really nice follow-up season for next year in, in all seriousness if you are <laughs> at all um tired of kyle pitts in any way i would, I would love <laughs> to talk trade with you Contact your local Jacob Hans. He's always ready with picks, players, and any combination. No, it was the Empire League. It was the it's the redraft. Oh, was it Empire? Yeah. 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 Taylor had him in Empire, and he kept texting me like, "What do I do?" And I was like, "You can't drop him because if you do, I'm going to pick hey, him up." In, in, in Empire, up to his injury, you probably could have traded him to me, which would have worked out great for you this past year. It's it's a valid point. He could have. Um, but now, all in all, Chance, your first five are solid. Um, my first five was Jamar Chase, Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley, Devonta Smith, Michael Pittman. Um, kind of looking at how this board laid out, personally, I like the value I got of Saquon Barkley. I wasn't really expecting him to be there at the 3-7. But even if it's just another year or two of stability, from wherever he's at, but I believe he's going to be back with the Giants, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, <clears throat> kind of my one thing that I'm still back and forth about is uh, Devonta Smith at four six. I could have had Chris Olave, who projects to be the number one for New Orleans, but instead I took you know the quote unquote one A for Philadelphia. So like, how? What are your guys' thoughts with what happened there at the four six four seven? I, honestly, Devonta Smith at your at the four six might be my favorite pick of yours. I mean, Celsius. I which going back to you know whenever he was twenty one. I, I think I was I think I was the highest on him of us three. Yeah, you had him over and, Jamar Chase, you sicko. Uh, did I? I thought I had him, I had him just behind you. I think at one point in time you did, and then you firmly established that Jamar was your dog. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. Regardless, I, I I really think Devonta Smith, as he continues in his career, can be a, a top 12 receiver year in and year out. I mean, that's the kind of talent he has, and the last six games of this, of this year really showed that. So to be able to get a guy with that kind of potential, you know, middle of the fourth round, I mean, I was – I was hoping he'd fall back to me. Obviously, there's no chance that was going to happen, but uh, no, I love that pick. Taylor, what about you? I I really do like the value of Saquon there, and now the more you talk about Devontae, I probably should have taken him at 4-5, but the reason I didn't was because I already had A.J. Brown, and so that was just kind of a, a, a yeah. rule I have is don't have too many dominant of the same 
position of the same team. <laughs> so I, I, I agree. Both both great value there. Good job, buddy. Um, so something else, and this is kind of this just goes down to like, you know, obviously you always play the board and what it gives to you, you never force a draft aspect. But for me, I think having a nucleus of Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, Michael Pittman, regardless of what happens at my running back spot, like I feel like my wide receivers are going to be usable at a minimum for the next five years. Um, they're always going to be able to be played and be okay with it. So that means like going into draft picks or even later in the draft, I could focus more heavily on running backs. Um, but that's just kind of my glance with that. Uh, Taylor, go ahead and read off your uh, <clears throat> fast five, if you will. <clears throat> I'll recycle that joke. I don't care. So I, I took uh, Trevor Lawrence. I have AJ Brown. I have Mark Andrews, then Najee Harris, and then Tony Pollard. Oh boy. I, <laughs> I was going to say, I, how you feeling? I honestly feel like this could either be boom or bust, depending on <clears throat> how the dominoes fall. And what I mean by that is, so with Mark Andrews, for instance, if Tyler Huntley ends up being the number one quarterback, it could work out well. I, I think he'll be a consistent, you know, he's still going to have a tight end top four season next year, in my opinion, but you never know. I, I mean, Tyler Huntley may completely crap the bed and, you know, Mark Andrews is trying to figure out how to hunt for targets, but I mean, it is the Ravens. There isn't a whole lot outside of Mark Andrews. So I feel That's okay the there. That's the truth. Najee Harris, that offense is kind of in a blender right now and kind of taking a turn. If he's able to get, be able to keep consistent top 15, that would be great. But I could also see him being, you know, between 15 to 25 uh, running back. And that's, that's very low considering I took him with the fourth round pick. And then for the fifth round pick with Tony Pollard, I agree. That's a risky pick, but I I really feel confident that they're going to have to you can't you can't keep Zeke and have him be just a red zone specialist or short distance specialist. Uh, you really got to, you know, uh, loosen all of the, the reins on Tony Pollard and just just ride this guy because um, he's uh, he's special and the explosiveness and being able to get in and out of breaks. And I also think, uh, you know, getting Trevor Lawrence, what I did at, at the eight, I think it's a bit of a steal, um, in my opinion, uh, being able to snatch him up there. He probably could have fallen to the, the to the 11, but I, I was happy that I was able to give him an eight. Gents, is there like, what would be one pick that from Taylor's roster that you would maybe swap out? Like just kind of looking at the board and kind of how things immediately fell. Sure. Well, I, really, it's honestly hard for me to pick one that I'd swap. Okay, I really like, your five picks in all honesty. Um, Thank you. I'm curious. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see if Mark Andrews could have got it back to you in the fourth round. I don't think he would have. And so that's, that's really the cutoff for me. Those are the big three that you want yeah. um, to go on. A, let me, let me pivot to a, a pick that I like a lot since I'm having a hard time finding one I swap is I really like the Najee Harris pick. The, the narrative was so poor for him. The first nine games out of the season, I think it just buried him. But what we, overlook the fact is in both his seasons, he's now eclipsed a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns in both years, which is phenomenal. And when you look at it after the bye week, I mean, the worst he did was nine fantasy points and he had several over 15. Um, and I think going back, I can't say this is the exact reason, but I remember we got that report, Jacob, and you may be able to help me with this. They, there was a report after the bye week that they, he was out there having to wear something in his shoe. He had a, 
He placed a metal plate into one of his shoes, and once he took it off, he said that he could do more, basically. Well, and it, it, it shows as well, because that was I think that was right after the bye week, and you can go look at his stat log, and it's night and day after that bye week. So I'm, I'm not saying that Najee Harris is totally fixed by any means, but I am saying that I could still see him the next few years producing at a top-12 running back level, and to get that kind of guy into the fourth round, if that can happen, would be phenomenal value. And see, and, and it's ironic because that's the one that I feel like I was kind of the most in the air about just because of my own personal feelings about Najee Harris. Because you're right, having 1,010 for back-to-back years is great. He's 25 already. You know, he's 24. He'll be 25 in the next coming year. That doesn't have to do with everything, obviously. But, I, for instance, I feel like potentially being able to draft like a Nick Chubb or a Derrick Henry, even a Andre Stevenson to some degree, I think there's more of – this sounds weird talking about a guy who, like Jant said, had 1,010 back-to-back years. Um, there's more stability with one of those other two because, like, Najee Harris had to rely on a second-half explosion to get him to catch back up to where he was at. Um, it's not that bad. I just have to – that's my bias towards Najee in a nutshell. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, like, in, but like Jant said, like Tony Pollard, that's a potential, like, absolute home run. Because if Zeke does get cut or, you know, gets traded or he walks, all of a sudden you're the number one for Dallas. And we all can agree that Tony Pollard was significantly more explosive and better every time you saw him touch the football pretty much compared to Zeke last year. Um, but no, other than that, I, I ain't got no complaints. Um, since we kind of have a little bit of a time crunch, you're nothing crazy. Is there something else looking at the rest of your roster? Um, we'll go until we have about – three minutes left and then we'll just read off the full roster. Uh, Jance, is there something about your roster that you would change in retrospect? Like whether it be a particular like player section or like run of picks or whatever you may choose. Sure. I I think in general is, and this is a a common thing is I just wish that I could have found a way to get in on running backs faster because by the time I started to be able to take my third, which was Tyler Algier, I would love to have something better than Tyler Algier as my third running back. Mm -hmm. But you know me, I'm always a value guy, even sometimes the detriment of my roster, that even if I've already got three or four of a given position, if I think the value is just phenomenal, I'll take the fourth or fifth guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what I ended up doing with with wide receivers. I you know, I had my fourth one by round 10 just because I thought the value was so good. So if I'm going to make a change, um, I might take one earlier. It's just the difficulty with that is I'm either going to have to substitute – Daniel Jones and wait on quarterback a little bit longer to get that mm-hmm. running back, which may be the play. But once again, Daniel Jones might be one of my favorite drafts <laughs> because with his ability to get 40 plus yards a game rushing and hopefully improving on what he did the second half this year. I mean, I, I like that a lot. So yeah, I, I wish I could have gone running back earlier. Yeah. Uh, I think looking at my roster, the thing that I would have done is somewhere in kind of like the middle rounds, I feel, or like, I feel like I should have gone for more of a secure name at wide receiver. Like, for instance, in the back half, the only wide receiver I took pretty much after round five was Jalen Hyatt at 11-7. I think in retrospect, I'd rather have like a Jacoby Myers. I'd rather have a Wandale Robinson, even though he was injured. I'd rather have, you know, Darnell Mooney back there versus Jalen Hyatt, just because that security of knowing kind of what I have there. Um, but all in all, like I'm, I'm all right with it. I don't really think there's any hole that I would um, – that I see what happened for me. Just kind of how the board fell to me. I was, 
I think I hit that sweet spot right where I was at either the end of a tier or the beginning of a tier, and it it felt great. Now to the guy who is just behind me, Taylor, what's one thing that you would change about your draft? Oh, boy. Um, I would have taken a quarterback earlier. I would have either flipped, you know, Kirk Cousins for Dalvin Cook, but probably more than likely taken Jared Goff over Calvin Ridley. I probably would have taken him around earlier than where he was at because um, I really do think Jared Goff is going to have a really – Solid year coming up to be able to follow up uh, last year's uh, year with the Lions and what they're cooking up there with the uh, the offense. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate it. Um, so, Jance, go ahead and read off your entire roster from top to bottom. Sure. So, top to bottom, we got Josh Allen, Amon Ross St. Brown, Kyle Pitts in the third round, Nick Chubb, Jameer Gibbs, Gwynn Johnson, Daniel Jones in the seventh, Jahan Dotson in the eighth, Tyler Algier, Darius Tony, Aaron Rodgers at the 11 2, Chase Brown, Roshan Johnson, and holy cow, I might have to have your help on pronouncing Chigazim Okwanku. That's the one. <laughs> that, that, that's the guy. Um, low key, whenever we start talking about these rookie running backs, Roshan Johnson's a guy that's already been getting buzzed. He broke his hand in the senior bowl. But I mean, he was getting a lot of a lot of buzz in that senior. They were saying that he was. Don't be surprised if you hear his name come off in like day two. So that's like a second round pick. Okay, we'll we'll get into this in a lot more. But perfect running back build that you're looking for size Mm. and weight and can catch the ball as well. So I get it. Just got supplanted by Bijan. That that that's a nasty runner. He's a nasty Um, runner. My roster from top to bottom. It went Jamar Chase one seven, Dak Prescott two six, then Saquon Barkley, Devonta Smith, Michael Pittman. My first five. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Jones, James Cook, Jared Goff were the next section of players. I, I kind of like the value of James Cook and Aaron Jones. I got there in the middle. Um, then Khalil Herbert, Jalen Hyatt, Alexander Madison, in case Dalvin goes somewhere else or gets hurt. Then Trey McBride is my tight end. And Jordan Love at the 14-6. Uh, I just, I, the board told me to go very balanced with how I picked. And so I feel like I did. And honestly, like I would love for this to be a startup team. Obviously, everyone says that until the season happens. Like I said, the same thing with Stranger <laughs> or with uh, Fantasy Criminals. And next thing I know, like four weeks in, and my team was <clears throat> absolute poop. Trade everything out, but on paper, I love it. Taylor, so my team consists of uh, Trevor Lawrence, AJ Brown, Mark Andrews, Najee Harris, Tony Pollard. I like the value there of Najee and Tony. Um, after hearing y'all's kind words. So thank you for that. Um, we got Dalvin cook, Marquise Brown. I feel like that's kind of a miss now. That was, uh, I should have taken Jordan. Which Addison. one? Dalvin or Marquise? Marquise. I should have taken Jordan. Addison. Well, you shouldn't be mad at Marquise. He's uh, probably going to be the one for I his know. high or his high school, his college quarterback, AKA you and your OU homerness. That's two. That's see, true. see, uh, Jared Goff, I probably should have taken him over Calvin Ridley. Um, but I'm looking for, you know, a little boom and bust here, a little surprise. So I took Calvin Ridley. Um, and then I took Keenan Allen at the nine, eight Sean Tucker at 10, five, uh, phenomenal running back out of Syracuse, uh, really have high expectations. I'll say him. it sounds like you have a sweet spot. That's the second time you've said that about the man. I do. I know. Uh, we got <laughs> Mac Jones and then Matthew Stafford. Mac Jones has a legitimate offensive coordinator. Granted it's Bill O'Brien, but still, if we can get Mac Jones back to neutral and just consistency, uh, I'll be excited to see how he plays this year. Matthew Stafford, uh, all signs pointing well that he'll probably have a, a good couple more years. And then Jamal Williams, 
at 13-8, um, who was the running back one. And I know DeAndre Swift was out, but Jamal Williams is a uh, heck of a football player, and they're going to figure out a way to get him in the Dan Campbell camp of offense. And Jamal is definitely one of the reasons why. And uh, screw both y'all, but I took a defense. So there you go. So <laughs> I... <Ooh>. I... <laughs> Uh, once again, I was playing it legitimately to the to an extent. But there hey, I would drop one of these guys for defense if I had to. Uh-huh. Um, but once again, that goes down to know your settings. Um, but well, thank you guys very much for hopping on. We actually have some time left, so I don't have to you know sprint through this. Um, you can find well, that us makes on. It fun. I know, but I can I can still do it if you want me to. No, no, no. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter at misfit underscore ff or through our email at the misfit ff at gmail.com where we'll answer all of your fantasy football related questions, commissioner questions, um, draft profiles. That's going to be happening. We're actively working on our own personal rankings. If you have a name you want us to call, whatever we're calling them, hit us up on the Twitter sphere. Let us know. Um, but until then, Super Bowl's coming up. Grab your food, grab your brews, whether you, and if you, if you can grab your brew, grab your brew. If not grab a kombucha, that's the closest thing you can get to it. Uh, Cause you can get that in a gas station. Um, but other than that, we're all going to enjoy a fantastic Super Bowl. Hopefully, uh, can't wait to see the Chiefs win just despite the Cowboys fans. Be fun, be great, makes me feel great. But well, with that, we bid you all say la vie and adios. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. <laughs>